Blessings, 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 and welcome each and every one. We are so grateful to be here. This is the prayed about, anticipated, and grand occasion to visit with you just for a little while on the Courageous Cast. My name is Barbara Harrelson. And I am the founder of At Timothy Courage Ministries, a global e-platform sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for responding to our inaugural trailer, whereas we introduced our episodes that are coming up here this week for today, the October 26th. 2020, all the way through Thursday, October 29th. I thank and praise God for this time that we are believing and trusting and walking by faith on this page in our lives as a part of his one love story. I want to begin uh, to acknowledge all who have uh, supported us encouraged us, and are cheering us on, uh, including the great cloud of witnesses. And so, for those who are new to learning about podcasting, may have potentially seen the flyer, and thank you for your compliments on us reaching out to you. Thank you in the thousands and the masses who responded through social media on Facebook at Timothy Courage Ministries. You responded through Instagram and Twitter. Yes, we are here. Thank you for your inbox messages of which you can take a moment and click here from anchor.fm and send us a message. Uh, We would love to hear where you're tuning in from, how you heard about us, and how we can be a blessing. You can also direct message at Timothy Courage Ministries through Facebook. That's the ministry page. So, here we are saying, what about that expectation? Some of you have never heard of Jesus Christ. We get it. And we got you today. Some of you may have heard of Jesus Christ, may have accepted him as your Savior and Lord. And we're going to affirm that you can sincerely, from your heart, express to God, confess him as Lord and Savior once and for all. Sincerely in your heart. And he knows your heart. And once you make that confession, that's the combination, that's the security forever. Solidified, never to be taken away, and always to be rewarded. 
And others of you, perhaps, are strong in your faith. You're anchored in your faith in God, Christ alone. However, you may have stepped off the path of truth, the way that God wants you to live. And therefore, you want to return to the ark of safety, to grow from where you are, planted, anchored, and rising higher in maturity. So in mind, we want to introduce ourselves at Timothy Courage Ministry. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I am God's daughter, God the Father Almighty. I believe in this ministry stands forward, strongly rooted, anchored in God, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ. He's God's only son, our savior, our Lord. Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. We at Timothy Courage Ministries, I, Barbara Harrelson, believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our theme scripture is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne 
of God. Father God, for our Fall 2020 Revival, our global podcast guests, and the courageous cast, as you work through us to expand a wider net in representing Christ throughout this earth by preaching and witnessing our testimony in a manner whereby the Holy Spirit will be pleased. Please allow our courageous voices in the words of a great present-day theologian, move persons, each too precious to wind up as a statistic, into a larger family known as the kingdom of God. We're here to help everyone understand the primary mission statement of you, Jesus. The Son of Man came to find and restore the lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. From the Message Bible. Thank you, Father God, for being in us, with us, and working through us for your divine glory. Please touch each preacher and listener to be transformed by each fervent sermon and testimony during our inaugural four podcast episodes. Thank you for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, everything that has gone up before us in your name. Thank you, O Father God, that we plant in fertile soil and your word will not come back void. May these results hatch from fertile eggs of compassion and mercy and love and all of your fruitfulness in ways only Christ Jesus you offer. We're here to communicate the faith that you give to us. We have fasted, prayed, and are prepared from the whole counsel of God in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit, to be a blessing to our global podcast community and beyond. You and you alone are worthy. Amen. Well, hello, everyone. Blessings, blessings, blessings. This is a joy, and we are so grateful to be able to share our message with you, our podcast audience. You are the first during our launch, and we will forever be grateful for your outpouring of support, interest, inquiries, and the work has already begun across the two global campaigns The analytics say Italy is our forerunner, the first country to respond 
through the platform of anchor.fm across the seven other stages that we went through uh, as we announced it in our inaugural trailer. Results are here. We have reached over 16,000 persons engaged with 600 plus and this fruitful online conversation continues with the reactions that are encouraging to us. We welcome each and every one of you to keep in touch with us. Come back. Uh, this is number one, October 26th. We were able to deliver and we look forward to October 27th, 28th and 29th broadcasting live here from Houston, Texas, the United States of America. And we are so humbled and full of joy and anticipation with great expectation. We are just beside ourselves, just bubbling over to share the message of Jesus Christ and the purpose. We thank you that you will join with us as we understand together this great truth, both theologically and practically, what it means and how it is to be lived out. So our four central keys for this week, focus, build, key cornerstone, and future. These will combine together to help us to stay tuned during each episode as the presentations come forward through the preaching and the testimonies throughout social media. We are out there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yes, and YouTube. You are here, not, and by faith, not by accident or incident, among the countless and still growing community who were here, the word of God that comes through the courageous cast. Thank you for receiving our invitation. We are honored. We're grateful and yes, excited. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, does include the courageous cast. And it instructs our calling to preach the word, to save sinners, reclaim backsliders, encourage believers. And the word of God will not come back void. Please keep in prayer with us throughout this opportunity to reach hearers, not only one time, but perhaps we will have guests who will come on any particular evening, Central Standard Time, out of Houston, Texas, United States of America, somewhere in the world, in the expanse of time. Our hope is that souls will receive enough to make an affirmative decision for conversion to accept Christ as personal Lord and Savior, to increase as a disciple or the follower of Jesus Christ, to follow Jesus in 
every way, his way, his truth, and all of his life in us. This fulfills the Matthew chapter 28 Great Commission. The Christians with a mandate, humbly, honorably, obediently, and with victory. So we want you to be here today, October 26, to hear about everyone's need. To remain focused on the gospel, the life-saving, redeeming, sustaining good news of Jesus Christ. This is God's resolution and solution to the church, his creation. On Tuesday, we want you to come back because we will come forward with justification and reconciliation. The plan of God. The third installment, God's sovereignty and our responsibility. Mercy said no to broken, said no to helplessness, to hurt and pain, and said yes and continues to resound the love, the kingdom, and the glory of God. And on our fourth installment, remember the introduction from Courageous Barbara? Well, it will come forward in a futuristic manner. How we can be now and what we can look forward to in liberty, freedom, unity, and the love of God. Our purpose, you join us, you share, you make it, and invite and share with others. This is our purpose and our purpose and commitment with you. Our guest preacher for the hour is Minister Annie R. Gordon, born again, water baptized, and Holy Ghost filled Christian. She accepted God's call to preach and was licensed to do so on August 7, 1995. Annie is the daughter of Mrs. Betty Lou Gordon, who is the daughter of Lou Ali Myers and the daughter of Reverend Paul Peters I. Her current mandate from God is to comfort ye, comfort ye, my people from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God, a member of of the Mount Pisgah United Methodist Church of Okalona, Mississippi, under the pastorate of Reverend Perry Carr, Senior Pastor, and Reverend Donald Arrington, Assistant 
pastor. Reverend Gordon is a native of Oklahoma, Mississippi. As a born-again, sanctified, and Holy Ghost-filled Christian, she became a licensed preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and served as a child and adult usher, BTU director, local church president of the Women's Home and Foreign Mission, North Mount Olivet District Assistant Secretary, Mississippi Baptist State Convention, third vice president, and after she accepted her call by God to preach, she was licensed and went on to the Eastern Star Missionary Baptist Church of Oklahoma, Mississippi as well. In 2006, after being directed by God to unite with the United Methodist Church, she was accepted as a member of the Mount Pisgah United Methodist Church, where she serves as minister, chairperson of the Precious Moments Children's Ministry, and the Evangelical Team. She also serves as Sunday school teacher and Sunday school secretary and liturgical dancer. And also she is currently being trained by God for the pastorate. Reverend Gordon's educational background includes being a student of Fanny Carter High School and Oklahoma High School and she is also continuing her education beyond Itawama Community College, where she majored in liberal arts. Her course of study concentrations centered around psychology, sociology, marriage and family, English composition too, as well as anatomy and physiology with health and nutrition. Annie's Christian education studies at Ministerial Institute and College of West Point, Mississippi, were under the directorship of Dr. L.C. Cook. With her church music, Old Testament surveys, Christian interpersonal relationships, she bridged as well at Itawama Community College with New Testament survey. Reverend Gordon's certifications include the United Methodist Church as lay church lay speaker, continuing Christian education, ministering to the dying. From Hampton, Virginia, Wesley United Methodist Church, she is certified in discipleship. In Hampton, Virginia, with the Bethel Church, she certified her studies with living as a Christ-centered life. Annie's education continues to obtain a degree in divinity with aspirations to teach at a Bible college, particularly the Ministerial Institute and College of West Point, Mississippi. 
Her employment history is summarized from secretarial bookkeeping with the Three Rivers Regional Ministry in Tupelo, Mississippi, the North Mississippi Rural Legal Services, started with our receptionist and then promoted to case maintenance, librarian and administrative, and then she took new employment because of health reasons with the Catledge Law Firm as a legal assistant, and she resigned under God's instructions from there. Her awards include the National Outstanding Young Woman of America. She was nominated by the local citizens in her community. She also celebrates Employee of the Year while at the Catledge Law Firm in Tupelo, Mississippi. She received the Spirit of Philanthropy from the Oklahoma Area Chamber of Commerce. Her current community service includes the Chickasaw County Election Commissioner, 3rd District, with the Oklahoma Housing Board, and then co-chairing and doing administrative on the Christian Outreach Ministry of Oklahoma. Reverend Gordon loves God. She loves preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. She shares her God-given spiritual gifts by serving mankind wholeheartedly. Annie states, I love God, his people, living for him, and sharing this wonderful gospel of grace to whomever is reading or hearing and willing to receive it. Receive that Jesus is the answer to everyone's problems, whether salvation for the soul, physical, mental, or financial. God has already proven himself to me. I am defined by him. I am confirmed by him. I am joyous in him. And my joy is in him. My life is in him. And she quotes Acts chapter 17 verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Let us here gather around and be blessed by the Reverend Annie R. Gordon.
covers it all with our guest preacher, Reverend Annie Gordon. Please share from your heart, passionately, intimately, as only you can, your personal testimony of how you learned of Jesus Christ, how you came to Jesus Christ, who he is, and how someone can hear something to encourage them to look at his truth, accept them for himself, or perhaps someone is listening who has strayed away, was uh, in the arc of safety at one time, but may have veered off. Is there hope? What's a path back? And then being back, how do you follow Christ from here? What is it about your story that you like to share with our Add Timothy Courage Ministry listeners? To God be the glory and to God be the praise. We praise God for all things. Praise to become who he is. And it's just wonderful to know Jesus and to have Jesus in our lives and to know that he is the head of our lives. And he certainly is the head of my life. And I guess I can start with when I was a child, um, I was told by a prophetess of God that someone had tried to kill me when I was a baby. And I don't really recall what had happened, but I do know that something had happened because it was in my spirit. But the Lord sheltered me all of my life from my childhood up until now, and he is still sheltering me also. And I received Jesus Christ at an early age. I don't remember the date. I remember the date. It was on a Friday. I don't know how old I was. And I don't remember the month nor the year. And that is the same throughout. That was the same throughout all of my life. I couldn't remember birthdays or marriage dates or death dates or any type of dates uh, that was significant in our life or in my life. And one day I questioned the Lord as to why I couldn't remember, and he told me that I was thinking in the eternal. So I understand now why I couldn't remember those dates. And all through my life there were things that the Lord took me through that I didn't understand at the time, and the Lord would speak to me when I was a child, but I didn't know at the time it was actually the Holy Spirit that was speaking to me. And so I had chosen to just let the Lord have his way in my life as much as I could. And I always wanted to live holy. I always wanted to be righteous. The Lord saved me. And as time progressed, the Lord had put other people in my life to introduced me to true holiness and a baptism of the Holy Spirit to let me know what that was all about. And I remember specifically sister from the church down the street from me, uh, that church was having revival and she came by the house, the Holy Spirit led her by the house with another friend of hers and to invite me to the revival. And so not knowing at the time that this was the Holy Spirit doing and he was drawing me closer to him because he knew that I wanted a closer relationship with him but I really didn't know how to get there uh, because most of my uh, teenage years I sang in a, in a choir church choir and we traveled here and there singing so actually singing was the love of my life and 
so many words. But I was here preaching because we sang at different churches that did not have a choir, but I still was sitting on the leadership and hearing the word of God. But I don't guess it really resonated as it should have. But however, when she came by that day, she came by and invited me to revival in a loving, sweet way. She did. She was not condescending nor condemning towards me. She did not condemn me, telling me that I was going to go to hell and this and that. She just simply invited me to come to revival. So I did go to revival, and the Lord just began to work with me from that point on. And so if you have noticed the flyer for the revival this week, if you haven't, I would like to encourage you to look at it. And on that flyer, you will see me holding a bunny rabbit. And the story behind that is the Holy Spirit had, had asked me to take a picture with the rabbit. The rabbit actually belongs to my grandson, and the rabbit was given to him from a friend of his who had the rabbit, but the little rabbit's playmate was cruel to her, and she, was, she became very timid, so they gave the rabbit to my grandson. The rabbit's name is Honey, and... With my grandson, having him now, having her now, rather, she's a very friendly rabbit. She's so sweet rabbit, and she just jumps around and plays. And you can tell that she's very comfortable with him. And so as I was taking uh, the rabbit from him to take the picture, I noticed that the rabbit's heart was beating real, real fast, real fast. And if you notice how I'm looking on the picture, the picture is really not a good picture, but it's because of uh, the fear that I had of, of my hurting the rabbit, not knowing anything about rabbits. So I, would, I didn't want to do anything to hurt the rabbit. And his little heart, her little heart was beating so fast. And so as I continued to hold her, she became comfortable with me. Her heart beat, came down to normal. So we were able to take the picture, but I wasn't comfortable. I was just wanting the picture to be, to, uh, be taken and to give my the rabbit back to my grandson. And so it's the same, what the, the story behind that is, that is, it is the same with people. Uh, I say Christian people that are in ministry. A lot of times we uh, keep a distance from a person. Uh, people because we don't know anything about them. We are afraid of them. We're afraid that we're going to hurt them in some way or they're going to hurt us. But if we yield to the Spirit of God, we won't hurt them in any way because the Spirit of God will not uh, bring harm to anyone. He'll, he'll talk to us or talk through us. And if He talks through us or He gives us the words to say and the response to the people, then we don't have anything to worry about. So that is the scenario of the, of the rabbit. And so I want to be able to work for the Lord and to let people know about Jesus Christ. And so later on, I went to Bible college, and I really learned a lot in Bible college because that was my desire to know more about the Lord and his word. And so I yielded to Christ, and the Lord teaches me every day, and I love my relationship with Jesus Christ. I love my relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. doesn't matter what color, what age, what nationality. I just love people, and God knows that. And 
but if I do things on my own, I'm subject to hurt people, not knowing I'm not uh, not deliberately hurting a person, but in our flesh, we, we think we're doing one thing right, but actually we're not doing things right at all. But if we yield to the Spirit of God, God is able to keep us and to show us how to teach us how to minister to people. And so that is the story of my life. And I love the Lord. I love working for the Lord and looking forward to continuing to do His work because it is a great work. And the Lord bless you and keep you. Okay, well, Annie, thank you so much, uh, Reverend Gordon, for sharing your personal testimony with us. How could you encourage uh, someone who have never heard of Jesus Christ? If you met them in the grocery store and the Lord put it on your heart that, hmm share some encouragement with that person and in talking with them it comes out if you said Jesus God bless you they might respond like well who is God or what do you mean bless me how would you respond to that okay I believe I would tell them that God is the creator of the universe that we live in how I know that is because of the Bible, the Bible that was left here throughout all ages, so that we could read it and learn about God and God's character. And to be blessed by God is to just receive his, his, his empowerment or be made uh, happy and empowered to do what God wants them to do live the way God wants them to live and to have the understanding that God is who he say he is. He's real. And I would encourage them to read the Bible and if I would have tracts with me or a Bible, I may even give that person the Bible. I'm sure that I would give them the tract. It would just be according to how God would lead me. Okay, okay. And if they say, well, um... That sounds like a lot of work, and you talk about reading the Bible. That's a lot for me to do by myself. How would you respond to that? Well, I think I would uh, would invite them to allow me to assist them in some way, or I, I would suggest church that they could attend that would probably be close to their location where they live and that's what I would do first all right and so they would say um I'm um in college and I get on the internet and I get my work done over there and now it's about you know you mentioned this book the bible um, mm, is there something on the internet? I mean, how does that work? Because uh, I really don't know. Okay, well. Is it something I can I, listen to? Or do I have to read? Or, yeah, there are many links on, on 
on on the internet where you can have access to learn about God. And I probably would give them ours, this one, or your link. Yes, that'll be excellent. And uh, they could go out to Facebook at Timothy Courage Ministries. They could uh, send a message here to anchor.fm. Whereas if we have your email address, we can send you the next steps after you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your own mouth willingly that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's the combination to secure your life with God in Jesus' name forever. And the next steps would be the encouragement as uh, Reverend Annie shared, whereas we want you to grow and we want to be a part of your growth and we're growing together. And that does involve learning about who God is from his word, his truth. He shows us the way and he is uh, the empowerment. He is the life and the truth there in his word. From that, the local church is a family of believers, whereas we are going through life together. And with that, we can be encouraged to learn together, to be able to listen, to support one another, to be an encourager, and also to look at helping others each other to be better, a better version of ourselves along the way. Will it change overnight? No. However, the most important decision has been made in accepting Christ as Savior. And from there, he will, through his love and through his care and nurturing, he will help us to transform and to grow, uh, to die daily and to live more abundantly. So with that comes the local body. And if you're in an area in some part of the world, whereas there are no other Christians, and you're the first person to get on this uh, podcast and learn about Jesus Christ and give your heart to him, believing and confessing as we shared, and we'll share it again before we uh, conclude today, so that you'll have everything you need to know that the decision to walk with Christ is irreversible. Once the God sees your sincere heart, he honors that. And your name is written in heaven forever. And the daily walk starts to follow him, to trust him, to grow in him. He gives everyone a measure of faith. And you use your faith to open up your heart and accept his free gift. From that, the studying does uh, help. It helps us to learn God's expectations and how he wants us to be responsible members of his family. And from this, we can serve him. We can serve him. We can worship him. We want to honor him. We want to know uh, the right path to take in life and your testimony will be special to share with others. And we want to talk more about how your story will be different than 
Reverend Annie's, and it will be different than mine. And we hope across this week you will be able to come back and listen to different testimonies. Yours is special to God. It's the only one in this whole universe on how you met him and what he found in your heart and how he will help you, your personality, how he made you already to be the person that he wants to represent him in this earth like no other person can. And so we encourage you when receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, share your testimony immediately with someone, the very first person, and trust God that that seed will be planted in good soil. And we thank God that, and we trust God that as Annie held honey, also God will allow you to hold someone else's story in your care, to nurture it, to spur it on, to lift it up, and to be able to be a a love portion in someone else's life. And so this is our way of um, sharing that God sees you and he's no respecter of person. God loves you and he is far beyond and we will never know all about him. But along the way, one breath at a time, we can experience his love, his security, his safety, his protection, his um, helping us to mature and grow and follow him and your witness, your testimony will reach others because God will plant you where you can flourish and his word can continue. So thank you so much, uh, Reverend Annie, for sharing a portion of your testimony. And have there been some things in life where you found that um, have challenged you along the way? And how were you able to handle those tough situations of uh, perhaps being discouraged, maybe um, someone didn't handle situations where you felt that they were respectful, um, learning to feel comfortable speaking to people. Did you have any challenges as a uh, beginning Christian and did you see yourself overcoming them in a certain way? gave me an opportunity to talk with people, whether they were young or old. And I, most of the time, when we had that encounter, I just mainly business, and people talked. And they seemed to always feel comfortable with me. At the time, I didn't know that it was God, but it was God. And I, I always wondered why, and I was happy to talk to people and, and to see if I could make them happy. And once I saw that they were happy, that just made my day. And so, but the, the most challenging thing, like I said before, is I ran into some 
uh, adversarial experiences, I guess I could say, toward my ministry, toward my beliefs. And so it was disappointing because uh, it just kind of caught me off guard. But I knew that we, as Christians, were going to be persecuted and we're going to be rejected and all of that. But it just, I had never really experienced it before. And so it kind of, kind of hit me pretty hard at first. But I'm not a vindictive person. I don't believe in, in that. I didn't hold grudges and I asked the Lord to help me. I've never been angry uh, like that before. It made me very angry, but it only lasted a few days because I didn't like the way it felt. I had never felt that way before because I was basically a happy child, a child that I always dreamed, and the Lord was putting all of those dreams and visions in, into my spirit, but at the time I didn't know it. And so I was a dreamer, and I'm also a seer. I can see things by the spirit. Even back then, when I was young, I could see things by the Spirit, but I didn't really know what was going on at the time. But in a way, the Lord delivered me from that. He took that anger away, and it did not cause the root of bitterness to grow up inside of me. And I've been learning how to deal with disappointments and anger ever since. So I thank God that He is who He say He is, and He can do what He say He can do. And if we just yield ourselves to God, which I have done, and that's how I'm able to overcome. It's because of the fact that I have yielded to God, and he has put his Holy Spirit in me, and his Holy Spirit keeps me, and comforts me, and teaches me. So if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for anyone else, because as you said just a few minutes ago, God is not a respected person. So we can overcome anything uh, adversarial in our lives, anything, we can overcome them. And when you think of God's mercy, um, can you share some things about God's mercy concerning uh, sin in our lives and the demands on it and how it seems as if we wrestle and these things won't let us go? Um, how can we get an anchor, a footing in life, whereas we can live and not die we can uh, walk in God's light, not in the darkness. It seems as if that struggle is something, uh, even after accepting Jesus Christ as Savior, that we contend with, whereas we need strength, and whereas uh, we want to believe more. And can you share with us something about uh, God's grace and God's mercy and uh, his love and how those the bridge from uh, where he is and where we are, uh, how we don't fall off into these uh, gaps and divides in life. Well, God's presence is always, always here with us, always. And even when before I became a, a maturing saint, as I have been, yes, I sinned. And the scripture tells us not to uh, reveal another person's sin. So I can't talk about, a, you know, in depth what happened. But I did sin. And the Lord had to convict me of that sin. And once I repented of that sin, and the Lord, I turned completely away from it. 
and when I turned completely away from it to God, he forgave me and cleansed me of the sin, just like the scripture said. Mm-hmm. And he did that for me, and, and, and I'm not tempted with that particular sin anymore. However, temptation comes, but the scripture tells us there's no temptation that we are tempted with where we have not been given away for escape. And the escape is through Jesus Christ, his word, and the, the Holy Spirit. And that is how I have been able to overcome. So the word of God is true. We don't have to yield to temptation. And so, but you can easily fall into sin if you don't know the word of God. And so at that time, I really wasn't studying the word of God. I studied the word of God when I was a child. But I remembered uh, what I was taught. But a lot of things that the older people did not know how to talk to younger people about. And um, so I was ignorant about a lot of things. And ignorance is a sin according to the scripture. So it, it's left up to that individual to seek after God and that individual's parents or his guardian or some the church women or the brethren of the church. It's our responsibility to help those younger people who not necessarily in age, I just say a novice, a person who has just received Jesus Christ and really don't know yet what the Bible talks about, who have not really begun to study the scripture, we have to teach them to the best of our ability what the word of God says in love. And so if we, if they're overtaken on a false scripture, says that we that are spiritual are to go to them and to tell them in meekness, you know, concerning the fact that it could be us. So, the Lord can keep us from sinning. He can do that. And with so this, that. yes. Did I answer you. your question? Absolutely so. Uh, definitely so. It's encouraging to hear someone who is just hearing about Jesus Christ, someone who has accepted Christ, however, want to be encouraged to come back and to overcome those disappointments, overcome those uh temptations and to get stronger and have an anchor in the word. So thank you so much as we continue on believing in God, uh, Father Almighty, how he is the creator of heaven and earth, and that our belief in Jesus Christ as God's only son, he is our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and you spoke about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit. God, his son, and his spirit are one, and he welcomes us to unify with him. Uh, The miracles in our life, being born twice, once in the uh, from uh, mankind through our parents, and then the second time in the spirit. God is a spirit, and he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Just as Jesus was born physically in the earth through the Virgin Mary, he went on to fulfill his mission of suffering on the Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, he died, and he was buried. And he descended to the dead. On that third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. And right now, He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We spoke of that in our prelude earlier in the broadcast. And Jesus is coming again to this earth to judge the living. 
and the dead. So we want this uh, podcast to be a part of your spiritual relationship, your spiritual start, your continual uh, growth, and your maturity. We always continue to climb higher in our maturity as we believe in the Holy Spirit, the part of God who is our enabler. He takes all of our groans to the foot of the cross to intercede for us in ways that we cannot express. He's our power source. He's our revealer. And here we have God saying, yes, watch me through the Christian church. We represent Christ today on this podcast. He's speaking through us. We welcome you to be a part of the kingdom of God, to receive God's free gift of salvation. And we'll share more on that as well today. So in the communion of saints, God does forgive us of our sin. We believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Thank you so much, um, and we so look forward to hearing your uh, preaching sermon today. And uh, thank you. Uh, I know we're the audience is quite um, anticipating after hearing your bio and uh, the uh, beautiful journey that he has enabled you uh, to share a glimpse of it now. I want to ask before we shift here, Reverend Gordon, if there's someone out there who says, I want to hear more from her on accepting Jesus Christ, or I do recognize I want to grow because when you got in on that part about disappointments and slipping away, how can I be covered? Or it could be someone who says, I really am okay. However, I know I need to share. I need to serve. I need to uh, find out about gifts and talents. And I heard about it some time back and I was real busy in life. But now I realize I need to, I want to have my priorities where God is first. Reverend uh, Gordon, would you be willing for them to um, communicate that by sending a message and just requesting to speak specifically to you through email, perhaps, or uh, we can send a response back through the anchor.fm to uh, protect everyone's privacy and uh, being people of integrity. Would you be open to respond back to someone who wanted to have a continual conversation, a spiritual conversation uh, to be uh, to find some uh, footing on what next what can I read what uh, direction would you suggest I start with so that it won't be so intimidating and then they can feel that they are in and know that they're in a good place to uh, find uh, a next step up would that be okay 
All right. Awesome. 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 Well, we'll look forward to that. And we certainly invite you to remember uh, Reverend Annie Gordon on evening number three, the third installment here on the Courageous Cast. And you see why we invited her. She is quite courageous. She is a very much self-aware, spiritually aware and uh, people focused uh, right here, right now with the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and being a nurturer, being sensitive toward those whom uh, need to be held accountable, held in love, and uh, released to do what God has called them to do. So eternally, we are grateful. Thank you so much for sharing the grace and love of God in your sweet, kind voice, just as the witness came to you to invite you to Bible study. Uh, you are coming in that same spirit of being a spokesperson in this earth with the good news of the gospel that saves, delivers, heals, restores, and spurs us on. All right, you have a beautiful, beautiful um time listening to our encouragement music that Reverend Annie did select just for you. And so coming up, enjoy her spiritual um, encouragement in song. Thank you so much. Again, we want to give praise and honor to God Almighty. We thank and praise Him for every opportunity to minister unto Him first and then to minister unto people and even 
you and the precious gifting that he has given to you, his grace to move forward in ministry, and in particular, this ministry of revival for this week, and respectively to our friends in the gospel ministry, Minister Carl Statham and Minister Deborah Wade, a great man and a great woman of God, and to all of you who may be listening individually or collectively as a group from wherever you are tuning in. We want to welcome you, and I greet you with the greeting of Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and it reads, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord has given us a subject for tonight, and it is entitled Calvary Covers It All, as Sister Barbara announced a few minutes ago. And the text that he gave to me to expound upon comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. As the Apostle Paul writes to the Apostle Timothy, Yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse, they'll become worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Then verse 14 reads, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And I'm going to read through verse 17 also. Verse 15 says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And the Apostle Paul goes on in chapter 4 of 2 Timothy to charge him to preach the gospel. And he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus who shall judge the quick, the living, and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. And that is what we are charged to do today as ministers of Jesus Christ. We're charged to preach the word, and we don't mean any offense to anyone, but we have to preach the word. Sometimes we have to rebuke. We have to give a sharp correction to people. But those that are only chosen by God can do that. Not everyone has the authority to do that. We have to make correction. We have to exhort with long-suffering. We have to endure whatever comes upon us because of what of the mandate that God has placed on our lives. But he has done that all for the sake of love. He loved everyone so much so that he sent Jesus into the world suffering to die and to be buried to be raised again on the third day from the dead 
so that we wouldn't have to share the penalty of, of our sin, which is death. And I thank God for that today, and I thank God that he loved you that much. There's no question as we study the word of God as to how much God loves us. There is no question about it. We should know it by now that God truly loves us. Otherwise, he would not have done what he did for us. The gospel story is a beautiful story. Sometimes we make it complicated because we want to put our spin on it. But our spin doesn't matter if it is not in 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 sync with what the Word of God says. If it's perverse, that means to be taken out of order. If we take God's Word out of order, we will suffer the consequence for it. So we have to preach and teach the Word of God as it is, the truth. And we have to do that in love. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 2. Verse 21 says, for the kingdom, verse 20 and 21 says, for the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. Verse 21, what will he? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? This is what the apostle Paul is saying to the people there in Corinthians. How should I come to you preaching? How should I come to you teaching? How should I come to you correcting you? But what God is saying to us today, he said that because it depends on the attitude and the positions of the people, whether they receive it or not. It's whether or not they have a receiving spirit, whether or not they're rebellious and arrogant in their spirit. And it's the same is today. We don't know how the good Lord is going to speak to uh, to you or to me, but we do know that what he does is correct. And if we do anything outside of love, in speaking, in teaching, in loving, and ministering to God's people, then we will suffer the repercussions of God's wrath upon us and his chastisement and his correction. And so it behooves us, all of us, to minister as the good Lord gives us the ability to minister and never to step outside of our calling. If we step outside of our calling, we won't be effective. So Paul knew what the Lord had called him to do, and he knew that he had to do it with a passion. And one thing is evident by the scripture as to how Paul ministered to his people, how he ministered to the churches and his letter. He always opened it up with a beautiful greeting. He loved his people. And anybody who ministers to people has to love them because love covers the multitude of sin. It was love that went to the cross. It was love that caused Jesus to go to the cross. Praise God in his love because we're here today of living the abundant life that comes through our acceptance of Jesus Christ. And it's because of love that we can have eternal life once we close our eyes in death. If the Lord doesn't return first, we'll have eternity with God in heaven where there will be no suffering, no pain, no sorrow, nothing, no trouble, no strife, but just love always and ministering unto God. And that's a glorious place to be. And we see pieces of heaven every day in our own lives if we'll just yield to God's spirit. And that's what God wants. He wants us to yield to our spirit, to his spirit, and he wants our spirit to always be in sync with the spirit of God and to not allow our flesh to overtake us, and sometimes our flesh will overtake us, and, and but we do have a way back to God to make things right with him. In some, uh, 145 verses 17 to 21 is a psalm of David, it's a psalm of praise, and he said, I will extol thee, my God, I will praise thee, O my God, O King. And I will bless thy name forever and ever. Verse 2, every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Verse 3, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, 
and his greatness is unsearchable. That means it's beyond our understanding. We cannot understand God unless God reveals himself to us. God is an awesome God. He's a loving God. He's a sweet God. He's also a God of judgment. But God don't want us to, to reach out to him from a distance. God doesn't want us to be afraid to come to him. He wants us to come boldly before the throne of grace. That's what he taught us to do. And that's what he's teaching us to do now. He doesn't want us to be afraid. Just like the little rabbit, Honey. Honey was afraid because she didn't know me. But Honey trusted me enough to stay in my arms long enough to become relaxed in my arms. Why? Because I didn't do anything to harm Honey. And that's the same with God. God is not going to do anything to harm us. All God wants of us is to be the people that he called us to be. It doesn't matter about race, creed, nationality, or color. God is the God of all people. God created all people. And so God loves everybody to say everybody has something that we can 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 share with this world and to help each other to be better. That we'll be able to please God and to praise God and to love him and to be loved by him and not to be afraid of people because of our nationality, because of our faith or whatever we believe in, if it's not the same as ours. All of us have one thing in common, and that is Jesus Christ and the cross. And so when we bring that to the place of our gathering, whether it's by physical gathering or by Zoom or whatever means, we all have that same common, that same, that one thing in common, and that is Jesus Christ. And there's no argument in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is who he is. He's the son of God. And everything that Jesus did and everything that he, he talked to us about the people during his day, I say us, why? Because we are part of that, that fabric. We're cut from the same cloth. We're the same people. We're no different from the people in the biblical day. We're no different. We're the same. It's just at a, a different time. So he spoke to them. And he had to correct a lot of them, but he did it in love. And Jesus made it, made it, made it, uh, it, it, it clear that whatever the Lord, his Father God, gave to him to speak, that is what he spoke. And he did not speak anything else. And Jesus did not even try to make fame for himself. The truth was the fame for him because he was truth. He was walking in truth. And the Bible teaches us that there is no temptation that. We endure, or have to endure, or go through that Jesus doesn't know about because he was tempted the same way, but yet without sin. And so Jesus walks on, here on earth as a human being. Therefore, he knows what we are going through. He is our high priest, and he can touch the feelings of our infirmities, according to the scripture. So we're not alone here. It doesn't matter what I have done or what you have done or what anyone have, have, has done. God is able to deliver us, he's able to save us, he's able to keep us saved by the power of his Holy Spirit. And so, with that, we just thank God for this glorious day, this glorious opportunity to talk to you and to me about the Lord, to remind us of God's goodness, even in this world where the pandemic is going on, where racial disharmony is going on, where abuse is still going on where children are constantly being abused and molested and killed and people are being dishonored because of their race. 
their color, their beliefs. Well, God came to fix all of that. And if we just yield to God and let God use us instead of condemning people, Jesus did not come into the world to condemn people. He came to save those that are lost. Why? Because they are already condemned. The scripture says that. He did not come into the world to condemn the world, John 3 and 17, but that the world through him might be saved. And so when we minister to people, ministers of God and saints of God, we are ministered to, to people in love, not judging them, not condemning them, but to minister to them in love, looking back on our own lives and see what we have done and possibly may be doing now that's not pleasing to God. So we share the gospel with you, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came into the world through a virgin Mary, a virgin birth. Man had nothing to do with his conception. Man had nothing to do with Jesus' conception. That's a fact. He had no, nothing to do with Jesus' conception. It was God's plan all along. God never violates his law. He never violates his law. He has given us dominion over this earth through his son, Jesus Christ. Adam and Eve lost it when they sinned against God by eating off the fruit of the tree. But God, through his divine will and plan and love for us, sent Jesus Christ into the world to be born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered, was crucified, and he died. And God raised him on the third day from the dead with all power in heaven and earth in his hands, making us victorious as well over everything that we have to go through in life, sin, death, and hell. We are victorious over all that. So God has given us authority in the earth. He's given it to us. And we must use that authority because God doesn't go back on his word. That's why a lot, of, a lot of times we don't understand why things are not changing in the world. We want God to fix it. God is not going to do it when he has given us the authority to do it, to walk in the authority of Jesus' name. In Luke 19 and 10, it said he has given us power over serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the envy and that nothing by any harm, any means shall hurt us. And God's word is true, so it's a matter of believing and moving out in faith and not trying to fix everything that needs fixing. We just move out in the instructions of God and let his power do the work. That's all we have to do is obey. Obey God, and God will cause the finishing product to manifest itself. And so God taught me that. Man didn't teach me that, just like the Apostle Paul. Man didn't teach the Apostle Paul how to minister. God himself taught him how. Apostle Paul was a very intelligent man. He knew a lot. He, he could speak 17 languages as Paul. But when he came to people, he came as if he didn't know anything. Why? Because he knew that he had to humble himself before people, to reach people. And that's what we have to do. We have to humble ourselves before God and before people in order to allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto us. And so, in, the, in, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, we're closing. It talks about the time of the end. And it talks about soul winning. And Christ demands upon us in Matthew four nineteen to be soul winners. That's a command by Jesus Christ. And it reads, verse 19, And he saith unto them, Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. 
he's referring to Simon Peter in Andrew, James, and John. Those were the four that he he was addressing right there. And then it's important that we do set soul winning, but we can't do it by ourselves. And you'll find that in James chapter 5, verse 20, 19 and 20, it said, Brother, if any of you do err, that means to stray from the truth, and one convert him, verse 20 said, let him know that he which covers the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. And then Daniel says in verse 3 of Daniel chapter 12, And they that be wise, that word wise is translated into teachers, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So we there's a reward of soul winning, and that is our purpose. It's to win souls for Christ. And the main purpose, according to the scripture from the book of Revelation, is to bring pleasure to God, and we cannot pleasure God's heart when we're selfish and self-centered, when we're condescending of people, and when we're condemning people, the ministry won't work, but if we walk in humility and obedience to God, it will work, it's been proven and it's been tested, and if we're truly saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, then we can have that witness of our own selves, we can testify, we can only testify as to what we know. And so I encourage you to come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Come Hi. boldly before the throne of grace. God bless you and God keep you with our prayer. Praise be to God. focus on the scriptures. God is the great I am. He is who he says he is. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 6. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him From the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. As a minister of the gospel, 
and modeling the way. Jesus shows us to extend the gift of salvation. This is your opportunity to welcome Jesus into your heart. The greatest invitation in existence and of the ages comes from my heavenly Father God. In his Son Jesus' name, through himself, the Holy Spirit is here. Right now, God is speaking to you. Hear his merciful voice touching upon your heart. While the blood is running warm in your veins, he extends this sacred moment and welcomes you to give him your heart. How do you do that? Believe Jesus is Lord in your heart. And confess with your own mouth. You can repeat it after me. God raised his son Jesus from the dead. Speak it out with the faith God planted inside of you. And after this moment, you're going to have an opportunity to speak it to others. And all they need to know in their heart that they believe Jesus is Lord and confess with their own mouth that God raised his son Jesus from the dead. You can lead them to Christ just as you accept him right now. That's the victorious, everlasting, irreversible way of God to save your very soul. This action of believing and confession is the only way, the only way to become a child of God. We were all created by God in the beginning. We have a physical birth in this earth. Through the conception and embryonic process and birth in the natural, we're speaking in the spiritual now. Your very soul is a spirit and God is spirit. This gift through Jesus is available to secure your eternal life. Now, earthly future, eternal home, rule and reign, 
with God in heaven forever. In Christ alone, through Jesus Christ alone, God the Father, Jesus his only Son, given for your soul, my soul, mankind's salvation. And the Holy Spirit, the three are one. And we unite with him by faith, belief, and confession. Let us listen in silence as you have this opportunity to thank God for speaking to your heart and that you yielded your very soul to him based on his work on the cross. His undeniable voice touches the heart so that you can yield to him. Allow Jesus to lead your will to say yes. Yes to belief. Yes to confession. Yes, Lord. God is casting a wider net within your faith so that you you can reach out to him and be touched and he will be the miracle, the gift that you receive in salvation. This free gift is recognizable within you Repeat after me out loud just where you are. Lord Jesus, I need you. I want you to be my Savior and my Lord. I accept your death on the cross as the payment for my sins and I now entrust my life to your care thank you for forgiving me and for giving me a new life Please help me grow in my understanding of your love and power so that my life will bring glory and honor to you.
Amen. As you come to Jesus just as you are, the humility and obedience is there. We trust that you accepted Jesus Christ by faith in his word, based on him being who he says he is, and he is the great I am, the Holy Bible, which introduces us to who God wants us to love, to live for, to honor, to worship, to praise, to serve. Please share your decision to accept Jesus Christ with the people closest to you. And if you're the only person in your area who knows Jesus, my, 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 what an honor and a privilege for you to share right there in your circle your village, your people group. You are a courageous caster with a wider net now to share the same gift of salvation with every soul. You can type it out in text. Comment it on social media. Write, tell your testimony. Speak it. Video it. What better way than to share your courageous testimony of accepting Christ as your Savior, personally, intimately, In this manner, our time together has been fulfilled. We at Timothy Courage Ministries celebrate the body of Christ and welcome you to our growing and alive and vibrant and abundant family. We want to walk along with you in a responsible, maturing relationship with Jesus Christ. In learning, if there's a local fellowship, as you grow and share your testimony and God opens up the door, he's the miracle worker. The fire that is inside of you. Show your gratitude to God by allowing him to work through you. following his every step as a growing disciple. As a method of seeding into the building of the kingdom of God, we here at, at Timothy Courage Ministries, including 
the Courageous Cast through Anchor.fm Radio and all the platforms that go out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We want you to look at the ways that we can share learning more about God. As you click on the link here on anchor.fm, you can message us. Let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ during the fall 2020 revival on the Courageous Cast. And we will respond to you, whether you comment and inbox us on Facebook at Timothy Courage Ministries. We have a gift to share, a tangible gift that includes a digital Bible, the next steps after accepting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We can answer questions in spiritual uh, conversation. In order to help you to grow from where you are, learning about Jesus Christ, helping others to learn about Jesus Christ, being a disciple, or a follower of Jesus Christ, becoming familiar with deeper meanings and truth in the Word of God, the work of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the armor fully of God, so that you can win this warfare in life victoriously. The promises of God, the confessions that you can speak over your own life and all of those whom God will have you to be a blessing to. Daily confessions. We can talk about devotional, personal time, priorities in worship and prayer, in communication with God healing, daily needs. And how to teach the word of God. Grow in a fellowship locally into leadership with God. All of us are following him in his united, peaceful powerful, overcoming, victorious, eternal life. Thank you so much for honoring us today with your presence as we bow down and worship in the presence of our holy God. My, my. Thank you, Father, for this continual, continual rise up of honor and praise and glory to your name. Thank you for every prayer, every praise, every worship, every guest, every effort, and the presence of the Holy Spirit throughout. 
Thank you, precious Lord, for every soul who came to Christ. Thank you, O oh Father God, that you will bless everyone to honor you forever. And Father, we ask that your blessings will come back in the hearing, whereas we can celebrate further. In Jesus' name, amen. We look forward to tomorrow, the Lord willing. And we want to say, if this is your first time, and perhaps we might not have the opportunity to extend our thank you gift beyond this moment, we would like to stay in communication with you spiritually to talk about the next steps after receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. In order to do that, we ask you to click on the link here on anchor.fm. If you went directly to the app and send us a message, giving us your email address so that we can send our thank you token. It's a series of readings and you're welcome to ask us in specific about certain terms that you may have heard on the broadcast. You want to know more about a particular area of the message that was shared, or you may have some personal uh, conversation that you'd like for us to begin to speak on and to grow and share together from the Word of God. Including in the response will be the next steps how to draw closer to God, to learn of Him, and to have peace with God. You're on your road, your journey, on your watch, within your eccentric circle of influence. And in that concentric circle, you have opportunity, yes, to continue to spread the good news of the gospel, sharing your personal experience with God moment by moment. And we are excited to be a part of that. Please visit us there on social media, on Facebook, at Timothy Courage Ministries, on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. All of those tools can be the connection between the Courageous Cast and your journey. We praise and thank God for all in all. If this is your first occasion visiting the podcast, please go back and look at the introductory trailer, click on it, listen to it, and then episode number one as of yesterday, October 26. And then we anticipate the third installment tomorrow and the fourth installment on Thursday. So, far down in time, we are praising God for the seeds that have been planted here and how we can continue to be nourished in the Word. And we are looking forward to coming back out here. So, stay tuned. Uh, we'll share some more about our next guest and episode coming up for November if God says the same, we'll continue on one episode at a time with 
the courageous cast a wider net, extending the good news of the gospel with a vibrant voice of the truth of God. Genesis to Revelation. We're here and we are grateful. God bless you and God keep you. We so look forward to uh, the next occasions and our future together.